0: everybody, this is Al the Yeti Bones here, and this is the Yeti Podcast on YetiWakeUp.com. I wanted to talk a bit about the ketogenic lifestyle about 10, maybe 11 months ago, I embarked on this uh, diet, if you want to call it that it's, um, you know, people have called it a fad diet, they've called it every kind of diet you can think of. Uh, I've had people say, you know, I would really worry about your heart health. Um, I'd be far worried about your heart health, you know, judging by the amount of fat that you eat and consume on a daily basis. And said, might I add, said the person who uh, smokes cigarettes and drinks alcohol probably three to four times a week, um, you know, and eats like shit uh, on a daily basis, but uh, they're worried about my heart health. Um, you know, but when you've never felt better, it's the most frustrating thing when you're trying to explain to somebody how this has helped. And I think the reason is, is because fat in our culture and society, we're conditioned to believe that fat is the complete vilified enemy of the food groups that uh, we choose to eat. We have to watch out for it. We have to watch out for fats. We've got to watch out for, um, high calorie content, you know, look for everything, eat everything that's zero calories. And you shouldn't technically gain any weight, you know, eat, uh, artificial this and artificial that, and you can get cancer. Um, if you eat real foods, you'll be fine. Now, one of the biggest, combative arguments that I have with people when they find out I'm on the ketogenic diet or the ketogenic lifestyle. I call it a ketogenic lifestyle because it is it is sustainable for me. It is very sustainable and I don't know too many people that have been on a diet for more than 10 months. Uh you know, I'll ask you guys like if you know anyone. I, I mean, for me it was always a couple weeks on, uh you fall off, you gain a couple pounds. You get depressed, you go into uh, the crypt, as I call it, you know, and that's where, you know, that's the couch, that's the basement, that's wherever you are, where you eat and snack away from the rest of the world, you know, the the, the, the vying eyes of the sensitive ears of the rest of the world kind of thing, you know, Um, that's where you go, you go in the crypt, and you do it for yourself, and you do, uh, you feel that, uh you know, embarrassment and shame and whatever else, Uh, I don't know, you know, for me personally, it's different than somebody else. So for me, it was, it was watching, watching my kids kind of run around with my wife and, uh, you know, and I'll try and do that too. But I feel jiggly, I feel shaky, I feel like my blood sugar is through the roof, like all these things were going on in my life, uh, physically, that I didn't feel comfortable with. I just didn't feel comfortable with it. I didn't feel like, um, you know, I didn't feel like I could, I could continuously go down that path and allow myself to just get bigger and bigger and bigger or try to put the reins on myself, hold back the reins and say, you know what, enough's enough. This is where I'm at. This is where I'm most comfortable. This is where I'm going to stay And this is, and I will do everything I can in my power to keep myself at this weight. Well, when I stepped on the scale, that weight was around 295 pounds. You know, now I'm a big guy. I'm six foot three, um, but I was never, never naturally that big. You know, all through school, I was probably around 200 pounds, 210 pounds. Uh, then college came around. I was maybe I ballooned, I ballooned up to about maybe 240, something like that. I felt pretty comfortable at 240. Um, 250 was, was my max, I think 255 that in that area, I was like really strong, uh, healthy, like an ox kind of thing, you know, really, really big and strong. Um, but then I got into the 295 range, you know, after in my thirties, I started getting, I was trying to lose weight so many, so many different ways, uh, reading about every little way that, uh, you know, people get some success with it. And then I try it. And I'd fail because I never had enough um, interest in pushing through something. That just I didn't see results. I didn't see any kind of change in my body. I didn't see change in my mind. Um, soul-wise, I was still very uh, unspiritual. I wasn't connected, and a lot of things were wrong in my life. A lot of things were. Um, up in the air, you know, I have naturally by definition, I'm a very prolific person. I have a lot of irons in the fire. Um, I do, you know, I do music, I do, uh, sports, I do collectibles. I, uh, you know, a uh, uh, comic book reader, I'm constantly writing and creating content for, uh, websites and social media and, um, I'm reading books, I'm writing a book, uh, you know, I do all these things on my Pastime, you know, and that's not even including including my music career, you know, and um, and then I have a family which comes first, you know, and then I have to have a career, you know. There's just so many things in life that uh, kind of keep you down and 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 try to uh, try to have you compartmentalized into. Um, something that is easy and convenient and forces you to go to the grocery store and buy crap and snacks from the convenience store. And, you know, because we're, we're in a convenient lifestyle, you know, we're in that kind of era of, of, of life where we saw how things were before we're seeing them change into the new world. And I don't know where things are going to go in the future, but if, if i could predict i would say that you can't you can not you won't be able to give away snacks for free um, people are just not going to want them anymore because it is such a it is such a killer in terms of but then you look at s- cigarettes and uh, you smoking and, and i mean no matter how i mean they it's like dennis leary said you could put a fucking skull and bones on those co- on those packs and they could call them death and people would be lining up around the corner to buy them so Uh, maybe, maybe my prediction of, uh, uh, junk food being eliminated is, uh, is way, way, way north of, or way south of out of reach. Uh, I I don't, I, maybe it won't happen, but, uh, I do want to talk about the ketogenic lifestyle and I wrote some notes down so that I can kind of just go through things and explain, explain some things a bit, a bit easier, uh, to some people that, uh, uh, sorry. I got a fucking text. Uh, God, This is the life we're living, man. This is the life we're in. We're fucking, we literally, we're, you know, if my parents are the Flintstones and my kids are in the, are the Jetsons, then my generation, you know, we're watching, I watched the stone age turn into the phone age for God's sake. You know, this is, this, this is ridiculous. Anyways, the ketogenic lifestyle. Um, what is it? You know, for me, when I watched um, some people on on TV, I can't even remember what it was. But the keto diet had always been something that had popped up. i had always heard about it. I never really understood what it was, and then when I looked it up, the first podcast that came to mind or that came that came to my list was uh, Two Keto Dudes, and I can't recommend it enough. It is such an informative podcast. At least it used to be. Um, when, uh, Richard, I believe used to be on it as well. And, uh, in, in, in Carl with Carl Franklin and, 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 yes. And Richard was, uh, the New Zealander Australian guy. He's Australian, I think. So he was, uh, he was one of the hosts. He left to pursue a biochemistry, um, degree, I think. So the podcast, I, I've kind of fallen out of it now, but, um, it was such an informative podcast and I could only be a, I could only hope to be a fraction of that information. Um, but when I first got on the ketogenic lifestyle, I was listening to that podcast. I was absorbing as much information as I possibly could so that I could better equip myself with the right information so that I don't run out of, Uh, so I don't run out of resources. You know, when you, when the first time you fall on this diet, the, the inclination you have in your mind is to run and it's to go to the convenience store and grab a bag of chips and just down your face into it because this is what you do on normal diets. You cheat. You have a day a week that you can fucking allot yourself whatever you want and it's Okay. I'm here to tell you that while everybody, um, while nobody's perfect and everybody cheats, I'm here to say that with the ketogenic lifestyle, it is best if you're going to cheat. The best thing to do after that is just keep calm, keto on, just keep eating your fats, take in your moderate protein, and take in your incidental carbs through leafy greens and whatever else. Just what I'm saying is if you're going to cheat one night and have a fucking pizza to yourself or you're going to uh, freaking eat a bag of chips or whatever, the next day, don't get down. Just keep eating your fats. Start again. Eat your fats. I'm telling you things, your body will respond to it. Um, You know, you're trying to, you're trying to convince your body that it's okay to be a fat burner and not a sugar burner. This is what we're. This is what we're doing with the ketogenic uh, lifestyle, the ketogenic diet. You're trying to focus on biohacking your body to burning fat for fuel, and you li- you do that by limiting the amount of carbohydrates you take into your body. I try to stay by the standard of twenty five grams a day or less. Um, some days it's fifty, uh, but then I'll go two days fasting. You know, with completely nothing in my in my system, so uh, that helps kind of mitigate the damage that I'm doing, and uh, alleviate some uh, some of the stress on my uh, hormones. You know, but the ketogenic diet in general is just a high fat, moderate to adequate protein and low carbohydrate diet that, in uh, medicine, uh, was used as primarily to treat difficult to control epilepsy in children. Uh, they're it's, they're associating uh, some benefits with uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. They're showing um, uh, improvement and in uh, motor skills and and uh, and, and uh, cognitive function for autism, uh, tumor shrinkage. So we all know that uh, fact in cancer is that tumors uh, expand through uh, you know they grow through the 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 ingestion of sugar. They love sugar. So the idea is to remove sugar from your body, up your fat intake, and uh, uh, tumors have, doctors have found that tumors have uh, shrunk. Uh, I mean there's profound effects on the cognitive brain function improvements such as uh, brain fog too, uh, clarity, and uh, prefrontal cortex uh, clearances that ultimately help you uh, make more impactful decisions. So You know where uh, I think Dr. David Perlmutter had uh, mentioned in several interviews that he's had. Who I mean, he's a great resource, by the way, uh, for the ketogenic lifestyle. He he's always uh, mentioned that um, when you're having when you when you're eating sugar or a predominantly carbohydrate diet, which is a sugar diet. Let's just face it. um, That the brain fog that you get. You know, the cloudiness in your brain and uh, the high levels of inflammation and bloat that is going on in your brain and the damage that's being done uh, creates a lot of primitive thinking. A lot of, I don't feel like doing this, and I don't want to do that, and uh, I'm too tired to go there, and I'm too tired to go that, and I'm just too tired to... Just do it! Just do it! It's freaking 10 seconds of your life. Like, if I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching uh, watching the tube... And a commercial comes on, or something like that. Um, you know, I say to myself, Oh, I'm picturing myself right now getting up on the carpet and dropping down and doing 10 push ups, but I'm sitting on the couch and I'm waiting for the commercials to end, and I can't even remember what show I'm watching anymore. You know, that's that's that primitive thinking, that's the brain fog. Now, when I get up you know, and I think that way, I think maybe I'm going to do 10 push-ups. I literally get up and I do 10 push-ups at that point. Why? Because, because I can. And I know the benefits on my body from it. And I know that it's not just building muscle, you know, or burning calories, it's building uh, mental toughness and discipline as well. It's, it's helping contribute certain ideas and mentalities to my late night snacking Alleviance. Like I'm trying to eliminate that stuff from my life. And the only the other way that I know, the only other way that I know to alleviate that uh, stress is by demonstrating and practicing mental toughness and discipline. Uh, by doing that, it's not always going to be about making that decision about whether to go to the fridge or not at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday or a Saturday when you're stuck at home. It's not about that. Sometimes those decisions get easier later on at night like that. They're easier to make at night on a Saturday at 11 o'clock at night. It's easier to make that decision if you've been practicing the discipline and the mental toughness awareness stuff that I'm talking about on a day-to-day basis. So when you wake up in the morning and you're watching the news and drinking your coffee and maybe doing some stretches or, or pardon me, let's go back, you're drinking your coffee, you're, walking, uh, you're uh, waking up and you, go to the, you watch the news, you're sitting on the couch and you think to yourself, I should be stretching or I should be doing this. Do it. Do it. Do it. Because when you start doing and you start acting on those impulses uh, in a positive manner and you know that you should be doing those things, the most successful people in this world do the things that unsuccessful people don't want to do. I'll repeat that again, the most successful people in this world do the things that unsuccessful people don't want to do, but they know they should do, okay? So when you sit there and you think of, you know, maybe I should do 10 push-ups or 10 sit-ups and, you know, wrap my feet underneath the couch and use it as a lever and start uh, start doing some uh, abdominal crunches, do it, I'm telling you. When you start implementing those kinds of changes, little, little fractions of changes in your morning routine, by the time you get at night, the amount of work you've put into that day, it will be such a fucking travesty to go to the, to go to the fridge and grab some shit and eat it. You will not think to yourself, well, I did all this work today, uh, you know, I deserve a fucking cake. Or a cookie or something like it it just doesn't work that way I mean it works like that on a sugar brain diet you know on a sugar burning diet it it works that way Um, you know you start to make deals with yourself and that's the drugs talking that's that's the sugar that's the sugar it's empty calories you know you eat chips and your brain says fuck I want more this was so fucking good But what that means is, is that your brain is a master manipulator because it really knows that it's served no purpose in your body. You've eaten a bunch of chips, you've gotten no nutritional value from it, and yet you want more because it tastes so fucking good, you know? but you know that they're bad for you. You know that they're high in calories and you know that it's empty calories. I don't care about calories. I stopped counting calories 10 months ago. When I got on the ketogenic diet, I stopped counting calories because what I'm taking in my body is nutritionally dense foods. I know that I last longer without food when I eat this kind of food. Does that make sense? If I'm eating predominantly sugar and carbohydrates um on a daily basis i could probably go about 20 minutes or half an hour without freaking starving you know without craving some bullshit you know and then i'll just keep eating and you know it's the funniest thing when people say you should be eating five six maybe seven small meals a day it's like those meals are filled with carbs you know yeah they're balanced you have a bit of carbs here you've got some uh protein and you've got a fat you know but you're eating so many meals a day, you know, to stay to stay full. You know, that's essentially why you're doing that. You're eating more to stay full because your body can't handle the, the process of not eating because you're eating too many carbs. You're ingesting too many carbs that your brain is telling you, give me more. When you eliminate those from your diet. There is no give me more anymore. That doesn't exist anymore in that uh, in that life, you know, in that world. But the more carbs you start to ingest, and the more days you start to cheat, the more days you start to guzzle some beers, and you know, maybe uh, whatever, partake in some of the dinners that your kids are having. Um, you start to you start to turn that switch back on. You know that sugar switch, that that demand for wanting it, and uh, you know. I know people have said I, I've talked to health and fitness trainers and uh, people who have studied health and science, and they're like, "You need sugar, you need it." You know, don't tell me you don't eat uh, uh, fruit. I, I I worry for your for your I worry for your, your digestive tract. I worry for your fucking health because you're not taking in uh, fructose. You know, from uh, from fruits. Fruit is high in sugar. And yes, I do agree that there is good sugar and bad sugar. And I can tell you that for me, the best fruits in, the, in, in this world are low sugar. Low to no sugar. You know, avocados, um, you know, a great source. A great source because it's high in fat. Um, mixed berries. Holy fuck. I love mixed berries. Uh, they're low in sugar and I can eat a lot of them without knocking me out of ketosis. Um, now, I'm not going to overeat them, and I have. I have overeaten them. My cheat days are not covered with uh, chips and you know high-sugar ice cream and pizza and all this stuff. I don't eat bread. I don't eat wheat. I don't eat starch. I don't eat brown rice. I don't eat brown wheat. I don't eat white wheat. I don't eat any of that stuff. I don't eat whole wheat, nothing. I don't eat wheat. Um... So, you know, when I'm not eating that stuff, like my body is, I mean, optimal. It is, it feels like it's working at optimal max capacity. I'm firing on all cylinders, um, you know, my inflammation is non-existent. I wake up in the morning, and you know what I do? I pop out of bed. I pop the fuck out of bed. I get right up on my two feet, and I fucking storm out of my room. I uh, wash my face, brush my teeth. I go downstairs, throw a shirt on, uh, brew some coffee. I have my bulletproof coffee at uh, in the morning, and I read the news, or um, I I read I read from a book or something. Uh, a chapter in a book and then i start maybe writing or journaling and then and then i start my uh, yoga you know and i slowly just start to wake up and feel good and i take a shower after that i turn it from hot from super hot i go into i go into the shower and then i crank it down uh, to ice cold for about 30 to 45 seconds i try and just breathe through it i go (laughs) i do that consistently until i'm about ready to fucking pass out and then I know it's been doing its work and I shut off the shower and I just take and I absorb all that cold energy that's just going into my body and into my blood. I can feel it. I can feel the the, the neurons firing in my brain. I can feel things kind of activating and, and really invigorating my thoughts and my ability to um, process what's going to happen in this day. You know, I can... I can definitely um, go through life either dragging feet or I could be picking my feet up and then helping others pick up their feet too and carrying people. I'm really strong, guys. I'm really strong, you know, physically and mentally. So um, I can help people if they want to be helped. And I can also um, ask for help as well just as as much. You know, I'm constantly learning. So, you know, if, if there's things that I'm saying that are incorrect... Please double check, fact check it with a ketogenic lifestyle blog of some kind, another one, and um, and come back to me and let me know what I got wrong because this is a learning process. I just want to learn and continuously grow into um, an you know an evolutionary state of who I am. You know of well being. You know I I I'm trying to meditate now more and more on a daily basis. I was uh, taking uh, Reiki. As well, uh, not to be a practitioner, but I was having Reiki performed on me, and I've seen massive benefits of all of this when it's compiled together into um, into something that you can you can use as your own routine. I mean, it's a program, it's a program, and it's free. Okay, so the Reiki costs a bit of money, groceries cost a bit of money. Um, all these different supplements cost a bit of money, but the research is out there. The science is out there backing it. And this process that happens in your body is free. The process that you choose to change your body and physically, uh, recomposition who you are is, um, is ultimately what I'm after. So I'm just trying, I'm just trying to help spread that love, you know, um, you know, for me, the easiest way to often remember this stuff is, uh, you know, with ketogenic diet, just to go back to this, you know, it forces the body to burn fats rather than carbohydrates. So remember that that's what the ketogenic diet really is. It's, it's a diet or a lifestyle that forces the body to burn fats rather than carbohydrates. Your body doesn't know between sugars. Your body doesn't know between sugars which which sugars is healthy which sugars isn't healthy so when someone says your your body needs healthy sugars there's good sugars out there and there's bad sugars good sugars comes from fruit from fruit and uh you know well the body doesn't if you're eating whole wheat if you're eating whole wheat or starch and you're eating uh an apple uh there's like dietary fiber in both there's starch or sugar in both uh just a different type of component of sugar that's in both so you know um the body when it prote- when it processes sugar or when it processes carbs to the main vital component of what it actually uh what energy source it turns into in the body is sugar it's sugar carbohydrate is sugar it process it doesn't process the bo- it doesn't process the food into carbohydrates. It breaks it down even further into sugar. Now, when someone says, but sugar is so important and you need the good sugar, your liver needs it. I, I no 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 no. Listen, the liver and the brain are on-demand organs. They function and they produce glucose on an on-demand system. It's amazing what your body can do. And this was all designed in those eras of your life where fats are hard to come by, you know, when, you know, when we were fucking slaying beasts, you know, in the Cromag mag years, um, you know, in those and you couldn't find animals around your fat your fat storage on your body starts to like, starts to be eaten up by your body. Your, your metabolism starts to burn that fuel that's on your body, which is fat storage, you know, and you're so used to eating high fat diet back then that you were actually very thick and strong and muscular, but you were lean. You had, you had good bones, you know, good genes. Um, And in the times of scarcity, you would be looking for berries and, you know different plants and things like that that you would be eating, uh, you know nuts as well. So yeah, you know like that's essentially what a keto, ketogenic diet is. I mean the paleo diet is very similar. Uh, almost paleo I think is even probably older. Uh, paleo is more true to the definition I believe uh, as as old you know early man and cro- the Cro-Mag diets, the caveman diets. You know the uh, the paleo diet seems to be uh, far more. Uh, closer to that, you know, the the difference is, as far as I can tell right now, is that the ketogenic diet um, has uh, the, 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 the the keto has dairy. You can eat dairy. Um, try to stay away from milk because it's got uh, very sugary substance in it. And uh, um, but personally, high fat cream is great. I I, I fucking love that stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, what was i going to say though about this in terms of the uh god damn it in terms of in terms of the 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 carbohydrate stuff. So there was there was tests being done, you know, where they they take like a litmus you know, liquid, something like that. They they drip it into the whole wheat bread and uh it turns blue. And blue indicates glucose. Now, then they do the same test with white wheat it turns blue, as in glucose. And that is an indicator that your body processes the foods the same way. The difference is is that if you look at regular sugar, processed sugar, if you look at it, treat it as like a shot of heroin or like a whatever, a, a shot of like a, like a speedball or something. Like some fucking drug that you intravenously in, – in, uh, in, in, intravenous drug – that uh, inject straight to the bloodstream. That sugar goes straight to the bloodstream. It gets you hopped up in less than 15 minutes, you know? Whereas you take um, whole wheat and starchy vegetables or something like that, and it'll prolong. When you eat it, it prolongs the sugar intake. So it's like a time capsule release, like a pill. Um, But it's still the same fucking end result. You know, it's in your bloodstream and it's sugar. Um, One of the ways you notice you've become fat adapted. So fat adapted state. um, Like I was saying, when you're burning, uh, you know, when you're forcing your body to burn fats rather than carbohydrates, um, you'll hear the term fat adapted. Uh, That's just a term that's alluding to being fat adapted. It means you are burning fat for fuel. Okay. Uh, Rather than the predominant sugars that come from carbohydrates. So you're biohacking your body into turning itself into a fat burner, you know. And the only way you can do that is by eating fat. Try and cut out the carbs. Um, One of the ways I guess you can notice you've become fat adapted is when you wake up in the morning and you're no longer hungry. Uh, That was one of the things for me that was a shining moment in in the progress that I was making with this diet, I started realizing, fuck, I'm not hungry anymore. I don't need breakfast. I don't need lunch. Um, But let me stop you before, let me stop before uh, I continue. When I just said that, one of the biggest complaints that I get uh, in, in conversation with somebody is like, oh, see, man, that's no good, man. That's no good. You're not hungry. Like that's, I'm scared for you. I'm worried. Um, You know, if you're not eating breakfast or you're not eating lunch, man, like you shouldn't be starving yourself like that. Listen, I'm not starving myself, okay? You're starving yourself when you're doing that because you're predominantly a sugar burner. You know, when your body is eating carbs and it's processing it down into sugars and it's using that sugar for storage or for fuel, you know, there's a lot of overspill there if you're overeating sugar, you know? There's a lot of overspill because your body can't process sugar as fast as it can process uh, something else, say, like, you know, a fat. So when it's processing the sugar, it can only do so much and the rest gets stored because you're not burning all day. You're not freaking out there running. Sugar is a good source of energy if you're going to go for a run, you know, or if you're going to go to the gym. Sugar is a pretty good source of energy if you're going to hit the gym. You know, it's better than doing coke right? It's better than fucking, uh, you know, having some crazy recovery drink that like, you know, you end up shitting out because it's so high in protein. Um, You know, having, having sugar isn't a bad thing. But it's when it's the times that you take it. Most people don't take it like a supplement. They don't take sugar like a supplement. They eat it like it's their life depends on it. So because they eat everything that's carbohydrate. You know carbohydrate rich and carbohydrate heavy and i mean that's 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 ultimately sugar so you know one of the biggest things that you have to do when you're on a ketogenic diet is eliminate the sugar you know eliminate the carbs oh but that's so hard trust me after a couple weeks you ain't even thinking about it anymore and i'm telling you if you don't believe me and it's hard to swallow i mean that's only because you've been a, a carb a carb loader for so long that you find it impossible to change the way the way your uh, your your body is 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 uh, processing this. I mean, you're, the way, I should say the way your brain is thinking about this. You know, uh, because it's true. You, the less carbs you have in your system, the more the like the more uh, conclusive your your decisions can be made. You know, can be done. You you think about things differently. You're not in you're not in a scenario where where this is hard to swallow, or this is hard to believe, you know, or oh my god, if that was me, I would die. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't die. You'd you'd fucking lose weight. You'd 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 be good. You know, your your blood levels, your blood sugar wouldn't spike. You know, You're, you'd smack that shit down so low that your your balanced mood would be would be so uh, inconceivable to you. You know, you just wouldn't be able to believe that that this was even possible. Um, you know, when you've gone almost an entire day without thinking about food, uh, the reason why you can go so long without thinking about food is because you're in that fat adapted state. Your body is being nourished by the fat spillage and excess weight that you carry. And it's almost to a fault. And I'll say that again. It's almost to a fault that your body is burning and being nourished by the fat spillage and excess weight that you carry. So it's those, uh, love handles from whatever fast food that you've eaten your entire life when you have no food in you and you're in a fat adapted state your body is starting to burn that shit off now it's starting to burn off all that stuff and the less you eat or the more you can stay away from food um in maybe extended fasts uh there's after the the greatest benefit of this is uh, something called autophagy Uh, And it starts to really, really kick in after I think about 36 hours of no food. But 24 hours, you will see uh, some great results. But the autophagy thing is is real. I mean, uh, I believe somebody had won, an Asian gentleman had won uh, the Nobel Prize in 2016 for autophagy. Uh, This was a, a realization that your proteins are recycling in all of your um, body's performances. You're getting rid of your waste. Your skin's getting better. It's, it's ridding yourself of toxins and uh, recycling of proteins and regeneration of brain cells um, happen when you're not eating. Okay, so that's why detox drinks are so popular. Marketing for detox drinks are the fucking, I mean, it's the shit if you can, if you know what I mean, in a good way. It's, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. Like you can literally come up with your own detox drink. You have a, a brand or a company that you want to start. You throw that thing on the label. You market it as a detox. Don't drink or eat anything other than my drink for the next 10 days and you will lose 20 pounds. Um, and then people say, oh, but that's the water weight that you're losing. Well... Yes and no. Um, the real benefits from a detox comes from the fasting, you know? And the true benefits from the fasting would come from being on a ketogenic diet while fasting. If you are a fat-adapted burner using fat as a fuel and you're not eating for several days, your body is burning fat. It's not burning muscle. It's not. You're not losing muscle mass. There's been studies and scientific... Um, research proving that fact, that during a fast, you do not lose muscle mass, especially if you are on a ketogenic diet, you will only lose fat. Um, And of course the water weight. But the water weight, once you start drinking water again, boom, you blow up. But you don't blow up to where you were before, you blow up maybe 13 pounds less, you know? And you feel great. And you're clear again, you're thinking clear, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, and, and, and why is it amazing? Because it fucking works, it works. The fat adaption state is a great indicator if you aren't really tracking your macros so much, say, then listening to your body and the way it responds is quite important, okay? So, particularly on a ketogenic diet when you're, when you're doing your macros, and macros is the portions of uh, fat to protein to carbohydrates. It's the broader sense of everything you know, uh, macronutrients. Now, if you're going micro, that means like how much, how many grams of protein you're actually, uh, ingesting of meat, how many gram, like, what are you, where is your protein coming from and exactly where, where's it going and, and, and how much, uh, of it, you know, how much of it on the smaller scales are you are you actually taking in and, and what's it doing? But let's go macro for now. Macro, um, I'm doing about maybe 65, 70% fat on a daily basis. I'm trying to do 20% protein and about 5% carbs. Now, sometimes my macros, they get all out of flux and out of uh, weird, out of alignment because, you know, we'll have parties to go to, we'll have events that we have to go to. And when I was really starting this thing. I could sit at a buffet while everybody else at the table ate, like pigged out. And I would just sit there, talk about the news or the weather and it would be no problem for me. I literally would not think twice about, fuck, I have to eat that shit. I wouldn't think like that. That's just, it didn't come up. Uh, It didn't enter my uh, my brain because I was fat adapted. Like my body was burning. My body was eating. It was fueling itself and it was... Eating itself, you know, like I was full all the time uh, and still am. But if you're on a ketogenic lifestyle diet and you're not feeling full, or you still find that you have crazy psycho cravings and you can't help but give in to them, then your body's telling you that you're not in a fat adapted state yet. So uh, the only way to do, you know, the only way to overcome that is to eat more fat and you'll get there. Um, but honestly, like you have to just you have to trust the process. You've got to trust it because I know people who get really discouraged about the process. You know, they're not losing weight anymore and, and they've hit a stall and and that's common. That's all too common for everybody. Right now, I've been in the biggest stall of my life. I've been I've been up six pounds this week. you know, and that's a lot. but I mean we just had Easter and then the following week we had my brother-in-law's birthday. And you know, I'm eating a ketogenic life uh, ketogenic diet, you know, even at these events, but I'm stuffing my face, you know i'm I'm at that point now where I'm stuffing my face. I could care less and uh, and of course, you know at times i I did say in this podcast earlier that I don't count calories, so I'm not I'm not a you know I'm not a I'm not a stickler for for calorie counting you know, right now. And I used to be and I saw what it did to me, it made me it made me fucking neurotic. And uh and super OCD. And, and, and that's, that's too much for me. So this is this is perfect. You know, if I have a couple days where I'm gonna fucking overeat, then I'm gonna overeat. And then the next two days, I'm not going to eat anything. Because I can I'm in a fat adapted state, I can I can go for two days, three days without eating. I've, I've had extended fast for about almost four days. That's the longest I think I've, I've done it. And and it's it's the best way to clear yourself out. It's the best way to rid yourself of any uh, excess weight and toxins and, and things that are in your body that uh, you know are bugging you. You know, and I mean spiritually too. It's uh, it's it's amazing. So um, you know, one of the biggest contributors to uh, why the ketogenic diet works is uh, is it, it's it's uh, ketones. It's just ketones, um, you know. And if you're asking what are ketones, ketones are uh, bodies of like three water soluble molecules containing ke- uh, the ketone group that are produced by the liver from fatty acids that we talked about earlier. The um, the liver produces sugars that uh, you know provide brain uh, brain function. You know, for your eyes and 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 uh, you know whatever else uh, that you know your brain needs sugar for but uh, it also produces um, fatty acids and that gets produced during low intake uh, like uh, low food intake you know that's when the liver starts to produce that stuff so uh, especially on carbohydrate restrictive diets like the ketogenic or the Atkins or something like that uh, you know even starvation uh, prolonged intense exercise you start developing ketones Okay, so if you're working really hard intensively, um, you know, in the gym, you're gonna you're gonna start building ketones in your blood. Um, you know, if you're starving yourself and you're not eating, you're building ketones in your blood. Um, you know, if you're eating a low carb diet, you're building ketones in your blood. Um, so you have endogenous ketones. That's that's already in your system. Um, your body creates them. And another way to promote Healthy ketones is uh, taking exogenous ketones, so like a pill or like a supplement, I should say, um, and it helps promote the the regeneration in the uh, or the, the the building of ketones in the, in the body. Um, and what you're trying to get after when you're building ketones in the body, and this is important, is there's a molecule that um, is within that those ketones called beta hydroxybutyrate. And that's produced by the liver, it's from fat, it's for energy when glucose isn't available, it's basically the, um, the description of what I gave you of what, what a ketone is. Uh, the beta-hydroxybutyrate is the supplement um, that you want on a, keto de- on a ketogenic diet, uh, and it has very profound positive impact. Uh, so it's, it's what you want to take exogenously or uh, you know, create it. Through your body, through mass amounts of exercise and through starvation and like all the stuff. I don't like to use the word starvation, but through fasting, you know, intermittent fasting is great for it too. And you know, the promotion, the promoted, uh, the promotion of eating fats, um, you create, uh, you stimulate your body into creating beta-hydroxybutyrate, uh, and that stimulation of that molecule in the body will help you not just create fat, but it'll help you burn the fat uh, that you need to lose. Uh, the more, the more you have, the more you'll lose. So, um, it's the, the BHB, the beta hydroxybutyrate, uh, crosses the blood brain barrier resulting in easily accessible, uh, energy to the brain and muscle tissues. Um, it becomes a source of energy after, uh, entering the mitochondria. So this is one of the things that you, you start to see benefits from the ketogenic diet in terms of reducing the feelings of hunger. So you can do the, the prolonged start uh the prolonged fasting uh improving mental performance so something like this like for a podcast or something i don't have many notes in front of me at all uh i'm just kind of wing- winging this thing i'm talking off uh, the tip of my tongue essentially and i'm just thinking about what i know how much i can how much information i can put forth without it being completely bullshit and uh you know, and I'm, and I'm going to wrap it up soon, but like, you know, the idea here is, is that my mental clarity is on point right now. I'm as fucking, um, I'm as on fire as I'll ever be at this point. Like you, you don't get it. Like it's until you get it, you won't get it. Um increasing physical performance one of the biggest things that people think is that oh well you're not eating sugar you're not eating carbs so how the fuck are you gonna get any er energy to to uh exercise you know or to run there was times when i was in a fat adapted state and i was in ketosis deep in ketosis okay where i felt so euphoric that i was floating i felt like i could literally unlock car doors with my brain um i would be sitting on the couch and i'd have like an unmeasurable amount of energy that would sur- like that would just soar through, um, soar through my body, you know, surge through my body. I, w- I would just need to get up and put some running shoes on and go for a run. I just had to, and it wasn't like the kind of run that you're like, holy fuck! I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all caffeined up and like, oh, I'm jittery, and I, I, I need to, I need to express this energy. Another way you know um it wasn't like that it was it was listen if i don't exercise right now i'm going to regret it and i feel good and i'm going to listen to my body my body's saying it wants some exercise so i'm going to go i'm going to give it to him you know and that's all that is it's not it's not anything worse than that it's not anything better it's it is just what it is you know um Another one of the uh, benefits is uh, decreasing the amount of time it takes for your body to enter ketosis. So, when your body is just filled with beta-hydroxybutyrate and it's being that molecule is being created, and you're promoting it by drinking uh, like a ketone drink or something like that as well, it is making it far easier for you to get into ketosis than if you weren't. Okay. So what I mean is, if if you if you if you do the things that we were talking about. And you're in ketosis, but then Friday night comes along and you can't stand the fact that you're just drinking maybe one vodka club soda or two vodka club sodas because you can get away with that and not knock you out of ketosis, you know, where you have to start all over again and build up to that fat adapted state. Because what you're doing by, by cheating and having a Friday night party fest and drinking a shitload of beer, and having some bread, and having some fucking chips, having some chocolate, all this stuff, um, what you're doing is is you're knocking your body out of ketosis, so that fat-adapted state that we talked about is no more. Your body is in a state of limbo, it has no idea what the fuck you want it to do anymore. Uh, it's gonna go back to sugar burning because muscle memory is a son of a bitch, and it'll recall how it does that. And surely, because you are my master, You're guzzling beers down my throat and you're saying to me now that we're no longer burning fat. We're not going to burn fat for fuel anymore. We're going to burn this and this is sugar. Oh, tomorrow, the easiest way to get back into ketosis? Oh, it's eating fat again? We're going to do that again? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, there's enough beta-hydroxybutyrate in my body, in my system that I can literally get back into ketosis quite quickly. I don't have to go through the same stages that I did at the beginning. Now, if you don't know this and you're on the uh, keto keto diet, it makes it very difficult and discouraging, okay? It makes it extremely discouraging because, you know, you think, fuck, I, I did all this work and I lost all this weight and I weighed myself now after a night of fucking, fucking around and I'm five, 10 pounds heavier. Like what the fuck's going on? Like this fucking sucks. This sucks, you know? And I know, I know it sucks. It gets, you can get down real easily on that. Um, But just like I said earlier, uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Keep calm and just keep eating fat. Keep going. Um, You know, ketosis is a, it's a normal metabolic uh, process. This, this thing is very real. It's, it's just as real as carb energy. Um, you know, when the body doesn't have enough glucose for energy, it starts burning the fat instead. Uh, and the ketones in the body is the storage. It's the buildup of that fat. So that stuff needs to go. It needs to get burned, you know, and your body is going to do that. It's going to burn that shit off. Um, and it's encouraged to learn as much as you can about the ketogenic diet and all the idiosyncrasies of the diet itself. Um, cause, cause you're not going to have much success, uh, you know, and, and you're not going to physically want to try, try it, you know, uh, if, if, if you don't see the immediate results and you will, if you go by this and you, and you you learn as much as you can, and you start doing it slowly, even slowly. You'll start to see the results, but understand the process and what's happening in your body. It's not about losing weight. All the, you know, although the weight loss is an astounding pro- uh, product byproduct of this. You know, it really is. Um, it's all it's all about biohacking your body's usage of energy and turning it from inefficient source of uh, sugar burning to the most efficient, which in my opinion is fat. Um, and of course, like I said earlier, again, the fats have been vilified, you know, for dozens and dozens of years in the old journals and articles that have since been retracted. I must, I must say that, uh, as a result of like fishy circumstance, you know, remember the sugar companies, uh, and how they paid medical professionals to write articles about fat being the real heart disease culprit. Like that was, that was real. That happened. You know these sugar companies. All they wanted, uh, and we'll call them cereal companies, uh, the the Kellogs and General Mills. All they wanted was eggs and bacon to be off the shelves. That is still their fucking mantra today. Um, you know that's why they've never put, you know, uh, Kellogg's name on a on a bacon pack because they can't. They can't go there anymore. Like they can never turn back from what they did. You know these sugar companies paid medical professionals. To write and and medical professionals were compromised. Their beliefs were compromised too. But let's not forget, medical professionals never took a nutrition course in medical school. So what the fuck do they know? Other than, you know, holy shit, I shouldn't say that. I have a friend, I have friends that are doctors as well. So I shouldn't say what the fuck they know because they know a hell of a lot more than I do. But uh but my point is is that they can't give you advice on diet. They can only say what they've heard, you know? Oh, you know, you need to lose weight. Your, your insulin is very high and um, you know, your blood sugar is extremely, extremely high. You know, you're on, you're on a diabetic path, you know, you're pre-diabetic, you're you're, you're predisposed to some death in your future. Um, you know, a healthy balanced diet should do you well. Get some exercise. I mean, they're saying the cliche shit, right? They're saying to you the cliche shit, they'll show you their hand and they'll say, yeah, a little portion like that, that should do that should do you well. You know, um, I don't know, there's lots of ways to do the diet. There's lots of ways, you know, go go to Weight Watchers, go to Jenny Craig, go get some exercise, just cut back on cut back on your uh, sugar. I mean, but that's one thing they'll always say is cut back on your sugar. The other thing is, is that they just don't know if they can go back and positively endorse fats, because there's been so much uh villainous material you know on fat so that's 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 a a tricky one um you know but uh aside aside from uh you know um aside from that there's probably a few more things maybe i wanted to kind of go over um i don't know the problem the problem isn't with fat and it's not with carbs either i think it's a combination of the two you know you can't be dipping your bread into freaking fatty oil and just consuming that and then guzzling it down with a beer and then and then maybe uh stuffing your face with some fried shit you know after that uh, that's that's where things get fucking really really tricky and one company or one food group is blaming the other and vice versa but uh you know, coupled with severe overeating and unbalanced and undermeasurable amounts of sugar in the system, it will create an overload. Um, you know, if your body burns carbs for fuel and carbs are sugar, rest assured, then if everything you're ingesting is made up of sugar, you will have an overspill, an overload, and a lot of energy being stored into fat uh, because you're not moving. You're not moving enough. You're not moving fast enough and long enough in order to burn that shit off. Your body's not capable of burning off the amount of sugar we consume in a day-to-day basis. So, but, you know, the idea of biohacking your body into burning fat for for fuel, um, because we have so much stored fat, the body likes to use it. Give it to it. Give into it. Um, You know, it'll continuously burn even when you're not moving. So as long as you keep eating it, um, and the good fats, I'm not talking about... uh, you know, I'm not talking about fried foods and stuff, you know. I'm talking about uh, olive oil and uh, avocados and red meat and uh, fat that you get from chicken and fat you get from fish, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, aside from energy calories and the, you know, the sugar... Like, aside from energy calories, sugars literally provide no nutritional value, which is why it is often referred to as empty calories. So that's one of the things that... Uh, you got to keep in mind, um, and from everything that you've learned, everything that we've talked about, uh, in terms of calories and in terms of sugar, uh, having no nutritional value, uh, empty calories is right. It also increases your blood glucose levels directly, you know, and very quickly, might I add, you know. So, you want to keep that stuff down. You want to keep your your blood glucose levels down, you know. And uh, fat has little immediate effect on blood glucose levels. You know, and this is a key reason why low-carb, higher-fat diets tend to produce better glucose control. Um, Apart, taking in excessive fat, if it leads to an excessive calorie intake. So if you're over your uh, caloric intake for the day and you're eating a lot of uh, fat, you know, chances are, you know, maybe you're, you're overindulging in protein and that's how you're getting your fat. Um, It will also result in an increased insulin resistance, which means that your blood glucose will go up. You will have a spike. uh, And the reason why is something called neoglucogenesis, which is after you've taken in the uh, allotted amount of fat and macros that you've taken for the day that you need for the day, um, anything more will your body will turn it into sugar. So, you know, this is the thing. If you just keep eating mindlessly and you know, you've switched to fat and you're eating mindlessly and you just keep eating the, the, the best rule of thumb is eat to satiety. So when you're satiated and you're full, stop eating. It's as easy as that. Just stop eating. Um, tell yourself you're full you can't do it, but you will be full. You'll be like, you'll be freaking nauseously full, you know, from eating fat. So, um, So you want to stay away from that. You want to stay, you want to kind of just taper back just a little bit, you know, where your caloric intake isn't through the roof. You know, you're actually, you're going to be taking in the more fat you eat because it's nutritionally denser than carbs. You're going to actually eat less on a daily basis and feel full. Um, But you don't want your brain to trick you to trick yourself into eating the same amount of food. Uh, by portions as you did when you were eating carbs because you're going to be eating less portion wise when you're eating fats because they're nutritionally dense remember so you want to eat less of that stuff and it's a lot easier that way so it's it's kind of interesting um yeah the neoglucogenesis thing is a very real real scenario there uh, that happens you know metabolically you know you're 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 taking in you're taking in too much and your body starts to cut off the fat or the cut off the processing of fat and it decides that you know it's going to uh you know create some sugar out of it you know but if you keep your sugar levels down you keep your balanced meals or your your balanced macros to a level where you know you're not overdoing it Um, you're going to be fine and you're going to see some amazing, tremendous results out of it. You know, you really will. Um, that's pretty much all I have right now for today. But, um, I, I would definitely, I would definitely, uh, suggest and recommend anybody to go on the uh, ketogenic lifestyle diet. I call it the lifestyle because it's not a diet to me. It just isn't it even sounds weird when I say diet, when I call it a diet, it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds very fatty, you know? And, um, and it's not, it's not a fad. People think it's a fad and people associate it as a fad because, um, by definition, you know, it probably appears to be a fad at this point, but it's been around for a long time and it's been underground for a while. And, um, yeah i mean it's it's become very uh tremendous you know for a lot of people who it saved people's lives i mean it fucking saved mine you know um i mean that's a little hyper hyper hyperbolic but uh at the same time it's it's very true it's it's just as honest and you know it's just as honest as it is cliche but it's definitely something that uh you know it's important to me and you know, it's important to my life and, uh, you know, my family and just, you know, it's creating, it's creating the avenue for me to have a better life and uh, better quality of life. You know, I'm enjoying life as it is without ample amounts of food. I don't need to be eating every, I don't, I don't use food anymore as you know, the uh, center of my get-togethers and the center of my, you know, uh, boredom, you know, it's, it's you know, if I'm bored, I play video games, you know, if I'm bored, I write, if, I bo- if I'm bored, I read, if, you know, before when I was bored, I just stuffed my face and watch TV, um, you know, and when I'm hungry, I... I, I've saved so much money on this diet because I don't eat out anymore. you know, I'm just not hungry. When people want to go eat for dinner when we're playing a gig or something like that, I always kindly just bow out because actually the benefits I feel from a fasted state when I'm singing is even better uh, than you know than the feeling that I would get when I'm you know shitty full, you know and uh, and even even that's that's a frustrating thing for me is because when I do go to a, a restaurant, and I do ask for an altered menu or an altered meal or something for my dietary restrictions. They always fuck it up. They always fuck it up. And then I still pay for it. And I still have to fucking, you know, it still costs money. And it's something that I never wanted. I didn't even want it in the first place. So, you know, it's a double double bonus against me there, you know. And, and it's kind of crappy that way. So I'm going to leave you here. Uh, my name is Aldi Yeti Bones. And this was for the yetiwakeup.com. Uh this is my podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Bye.